Welcome to the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast presented by Visa. It is our Week 4 Survivor Picks episode. Derek and Riper still in the seat of Michael Beller. Brandon Funston joining me, kind of taking my role, I guess. But hey, we're getting through it together nonetheless. And as we do each and every week, we are going to start today's show by digging into the popular selections using the numbers from the Yahoo Survivor Pools. And Brandon, a lot of interest this week in the Bills over the Texans and the Titans over the Jets, both above 30% in terms of selections in Survivor Pools. It's been such an easy season, it feels like, through the first three weeks. We're due for a couple of curveballs. We're due for a couple of big favorites to let us down, or at least one big favorite to let us down, because the bad teams in this league, while they are truly bad, if they're just good for a day, and a good team is bad for a day, we can have these unfortunate upsets that actually rock our pools. So you got those two teams kind of running away with most of the interest. Bengals over Jags on Thursday night checks in just above 20%. And you got the Saints over the Giants as the fourth most popular pick as it stands right now. So uh, is that surprising at all to you based on what we've seen from the league through three weeks? No, there is there is a very decided have a group of have nots, you know, and that's Jacksonville and Houston and it's the Jets and those. So um, there's some other bad teams in there right now. The Bears you would throw in there as well, and the Lions, but they face each other. So I mean, who who knows what you're gonna get there? So kind of makes sense. Um, and it, it's a, it's an opportunity to use Cincinnati, right? Like that's why they're kind of there. It's like maybe the one time you might feel good about using Cincinnati is at home against Jacksonville, especially early in the year when Jacksonville, you know, has some talent but still trying to figure things out. So I, you know, I haven't listened to every one of your guys's podcasts for this. Have any of you guys missed on like your lock of the week, your survivor pick of the week? Now, we're both three for three so far, yeah. so if you're just joining us here in week four, I started with the Niners, went to the Packers in week two, went to the Cardinals in week three, uh, had a, a little bit of, I don't think it was a heart attack or any sort of symptoms of a heart attack, but when they <laughs> attempted that 69-yard field goal and the Jags ran it back, I was like, oh no, Like this this is how mm-hmm. I'm going to take a strike in Survivor. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this game wrong on that play. I think uh, you know, having Gus calling that game too, Made me feel even worse about the pick in the moment, but the Cardinals, I think they're they're not your typical Cardinals team. There's a little bit more, I don't know, veteran savvy there where they've maybe been through it a couple of times with that core. Some guys from other places that maybe helped keep it all together and kept that game from getting out of hand. Uh, and Beller's gone Rams, Bucks, went Broncos last week. Great time to use them, of course, at home mm-hmm. against the Jets. And I, I think... Denver's still kind of in prove-it mode for me, but I think we've seen just how bad the Jets truly are. I think Andrew DeWitt earlier this week on Best on the Board said, there's really nothing they do well. <laughs> and I think, right. <laughs> you know, that that's a, a good target for someone to pick on in Survivor. But as I look at this week, I don't really want to pick the Titans either. This is not the Titans team that we were all excited about coming out of last season. A.J. Brown is hurt. Julio Jones is banged up. Obviously, they still have Derrick Henry, and they should win this game. But of the two big favorites, Bills and Titans, I think if I had to pick one that was more likely to trip up, I think it's actually the Titans for me. Yeah, you mentioned the two big receivers potentially being out. I mean, how many of the other receivers can you name? I'm just Nick Westbrook, Kenny, uh, you know, Chester Rogers. I mean, it literally seems like a game that's probably 35 to 40 carries for Derrick Henry. I don't think that's hyperbolic, but yeah, if you're going to take Tennessee, you don't really want to take them on the road, even against a bad Jets team without their top two uh, receiving targets. So 
I'm with you. It's a, I mean, the Bills at home, uh, you know, you're going to use it. You want the Bills are going to be one of those top teams you're going to want to use at some point. I don't know if there's a better time to use them than at home against the Houston Texans. There's a, a really great tool that Mike Clay of ESPN puts together. It's for the ESPN Eliminator Challenge, but it's basically win percentages by week for the entire league. The Bills have the deepest shade of red across their entire schedule of any team in the league. They have several games where their win probability right now is projected above 90%. They're at 96% for this week, which is just astonishing. The Titans, by comparison, are at 59%, according to Mike's calculations. So again, if you're looking at those two teams against each other, sure, there'll be plenty of other opportunities to use the Bills, but we're still early enough in the season where I don't want to get too cute with my picks. And I think... I don't want to look much beyond three weeks into the future because all it takes for a team is one key injury and all those numbers completely change. Every single thing about the Bills is different in the unfortunate development of a a Josh Allen injury, for instance. So I do think when you look at week five and week six and a bye in week seven, the next three weeks don't look nearly as good as most of the schedule after that. And they certainly don't look as good as this week. So for me, I'm on the Bills. That's that's my one true pick for week four because... It could go wrong, but it probably won't go wrong, and I'm willing to eat the chalk in this case because I think the next two teams do carry more risk. Yeah, and and I I totally get that um, completely. You know, to be a contrarian or to be someone just to offer a different selection. You know, I might throw out Green Bay. Green Bay's at home against Pittsburgh, and that you know coming into the year would never sound like the survivor choice uh, to make in week four. But Pittsburgh's terrible right now. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger is looking old. He has a pec injury. Uh, he can't throw downfield at all there without Deontay Johnson, TJ Watt. Probably their, their best defensive player has been injured. Uh, they've shown a lot more vulnerability on the defensive side in general. Um, but this is truly one of the worst offenses in the league right now, averaging 16.7 points per game. Now, Green Bay... Massive dud week one, played terrible against the Saints. They've been getting better, and the game at San Francisco last week was their best game, and each game's gotten a little bit better. And Aaron Rodgers said it on national TV that week one was an anomaly. So you can't go out and say that last week and say it was an anomaly, anomaly and then come back this week at home and lay a dud. I just I feel very good about Green Bay and, and, and this week as a setup. So the weird thing is you mentioned that Mike Clay uh, win probability means Meter and we were about this. Is this the number one spot at home the rest of the way? There's a there's a week 14 against Chicago, which is a high win probability. But we don't know what Chicago is going to look like at that point. It's a divisional game. You never really want to get too excited about. You know, a lot of times you throw records out when it's Green Bay and Chicago later in the season. So weirdly enough, this might be the best time to actually use Green Bay. Yeah, it's definitely one of the the better opportunities to do that. I I think they do fit the bill of a prototypical secondary pick, right? We always talk about other ways to go that way. If anyone watching or listening has already used the teams that we like as the the best pick on the board for this week, we have some reason behind those alternative choices. So I'm, I'm there with you. The offensive line for the Steelers, also a mess right now. Even if they made a change at quarterback, Nando DeFino threw that out there on this show earlier today. It doesn't matter. Like they're they're messed up in so many ways right now. I just think they're facing an uphill battle. So I'm with you on Green Bay as a secondary pick uh, for this week. And Beller actually did give us a, a true pick for this week too. He's on Buffalo with me. I think if 
if, if you were like really just down to the the root, like who do you really yeah. want? I think you're on board with that too. So it's probably a clean sweep for them. But I like that you threw Green Bay out there. It's just a, a way of being a little bit different because it does kind of get our conversation going for these other teams that we're interested in. Uh, I look at the the Titans and Jets. Like I mentioned before, I think the Titans are more likely to slip up than we think. They would still be right there in consideration, kind of alongside of Green Bay, because I don't think there's many other spots where I'm going to trust the Titans this season. It's the same kind of logic that we just applied to Green Bay. I think the Titans have more flaws than the Packers right now, too. So, yeah, maybe there's going to be a home matchup against the Jags or something later on this year that we're excited about the Titans for that, too. But I don't see the Jets turning it around anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, to be real, I would have chosen the Bills as my number one and Green Bay as my secondary. I like Green Bay better than the Titans, but, you know, since I went with my one true pick as the Packers, um, yeah, I that the Titans are probably third. And I, weirdly, I kind of like the idea that they they have the injuries at wide receiver. It just means they're going to go to New York and run the ball and run the ball and run the ball. I, I actually think that might be their best mode to kind of Maybe not just blow away the Jets, but kind of just just secure a victory and just give the ball to Derrick Henry as much as he can handle it, which is an awful lot. And it's a team in the Jets that are averaging six point seven points per game through three oh. games. It's I mean, you know, it's they just don't have any offense. So as long as Tennessee can get up, I think they can put them in the stranglehold. So I think it's not a bad secondary pick for sure. No, I think. If I had to go further down my list, I'm comfortable with the Bengals over the Jags and kind of spoiling the the plot a little bit. It seems like maybe that's a team for you to avoid because we always have the you know, let's get wild section of this show where you talk about a team that's not even in the top five among considerations for the week. Like if you really had to zig where everybody else zags, so to speak, uh, you actually had the Jags over the Bengals as your let's get wild pick. So I think that firmly puts the Bengals in your teams to avoid group. Yeah. I mean, there's 32 teams like, and you, you're trying to get through this thing. So you, you, you want to choose, you, you got to end up choosing basically half the league. It's probably okay. If, if the Bengals aren't one of those teams you choose, you know, because look at this is, was is not a, it's still, you know, a team is with work in progress, but you mentioned last week, Jaguars gave the Arizona a scare and, you know, Trevor Lawrence is the number one pick and, and eventually he's going to start showing appreciable improvement. And there is some talent there. Urban Meyer has a track record as crazy as we want to like, you know, throw out how crazy Urban Meyer is. Like there is a chance that this team and the talent starts to take hold a little bit. And maybe we saw a little bit of that last week and maybe we'll see a little bit more in this Thursday night. And, you know, uh, Cincinnati coming off of a big win over against a divisional opponent could be a letdown game for them as well. They might take the Jaguars not seriously enough. It happens. There's psychology like that that could be at play. So I think it, in, in, in terms of all that, I think it kind of sets up fairly well for a let's get wild pick in the Jaguars pulling it off on Thursday night. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely wild because I think the Jags have the second lowest win probability of any team on the board this week. So I, I think that definitely fits into that category. Uh, the team that I'm actually actively encouraging people to avoid, though, is the Saints, because there are clearly some people out there who think it's a good idea. I understand you want to get leverage in your pool, but you're on board with this, too. And I think my concerns are entirely rooted in Jameis Winston. I do not trust Jameis Winston to make consistently good decisions on the field in a remotely close game. I think people are maybe underestimating the Giants a little bit. We saw Saquon Barkley have 
more of like your your classic Saquon Barkley game last week. I think that offense can start to find its stride. It might be like a 23-20 sort of game, and I want no part of Jameis in a game script like that. It's funny. I've watched each week so far. I've watched Jameis Winston, and I've seen at least one to three throws that were 30 interception Jameis Winston when he was back in Tampa. And and one of them was a touchdown pass to Mar- Marquez Callaway last week <laughs> in which he was going down and he just did the, the blind throw into the middle of the end zone and it could have just as easily got picked. He had no idea what was going to happen with it. Callaway made a, ba- a great play, but it was just a, it was a, you know, a bailout throw because sometimes he just isn't willing to take a sack or throw the ball away and he still wants to make the big play all the time so you're right this this new orleans team's been jekyll and hyde and i you know the giants have enough talent that they can you know they can take advantage of some Jameis winston miscues and and pull out this victory and we've seen this the saints offense definitely has periods of time this year where they've really stalled yeah, so that's definitely an area where I am concerned. Good news there if you like the Saints. They are at home, obviously a much tougher team in New Orleans than they are on the road historically too, so you got to factor that in. But I can see this being a path for the Giants to get that unexpected first win and uh, send some survivor pools into some disarray. Uh, let's get wild with a few other selections. You mentioned Jags over Cincinnati if you're digging deep. I mean, I think no one's really on the Chiefs this week just because there are so many easy alternatives, but... Is there any reason to think Kansas City is going to lose three in a row? Like that seems like a pretty bizarre narrative sort of thing to have happen to begin the season. And then you've got the Eagles looking pretty suspect after beating a very bad Atlanta team in week one. Whereas like after week one, I thought, hey, maybe this Eagles team's a team on the rise. Seeing how easily Dallas handled them on Monday night, I've really kind of soured on Philly as a, a good team. They might just be a tick below average or an average team throughout the year. Yeah, and they're already starting to suffer injuries. Brandon Graham, one of their better defensive player, I think Brandon Brooks, one of their better offensive linemen. Like that was the, the problem with them last year. Is they just could not handle all the injuries to their big players, and we're starting to see that happen again. Um, but yeah, I, this is you know, I mean, Kansas City probably not going to lose three in a row, but they are going on a road, and they're both coming off of losses. Um, and Jalen Hurts is talented enough that he could make a few big plays to make it potentially interesting. Um, Kansas City's got some issues. You know, it looks like their offensive line is still something that what you know is they're trying to get back up to where it was uh, before the end of last year when it started to have all the injuries and it started to become a problem. So I think they're still working there. But I'm I'm still yeah I'm not choosing Kansas City you know in survivor pools, but um, I don't really want to uh i I don't think they're going to get upset but i guess crazier things have happened i'd like it better if the texans and jets weren't so bad because then it would feel like something that was worth doing just based on the the makeup of where everybody's interests actually rest this week but uh yeah i i think kansas city's going to get right it's only a matter of time that that chiefs chargers game last week was awesome by the way i'm i'm loving (laughs) the general direction of that rivalry. I think that's going to be one of the best matchups we get twice a year for the foreseeable future. Uh, you know, just in terms of watchability, like I, yeah, I'm with you. I think if I see a, a chiefs chargers game, there's not a whole lot of other matchups that are going to get me excited from a, like the potential for just a lot of fun things to happen in the game and, and, you know, just to keep you intrigued throughout it. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. It is a clean sweep for the Bills. 
uh, for the alternative one true pick. Funston is on Green Bay at home against a very banged up Pittsburgh team. Totally makes sense. Hopefully everybody out there makes the right call. Hope to hear you back here in week five. Thanks for watching. And we'll have Michael Beller back next week too, which is pretty exciting because uh, he'll be well rested from his time in Hawaii. But thanks again for listening. 